Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Sam. (laughs) How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm actually okay now. (laughs) Have you not been good? We've been Um, very bad. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've been really naughty. Uh, Well, we were going to record, weren't we, a week ago? Oh, yes. Yeah, do you know what? I've even forgotten that. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So, so, yeah, we were going to record part of our um, stuff a week ago. And um, Mm. I I kind of cancelled. I suddenly got a call from the dentist. Well, it wasn't the dentist. It was the surgical team that I could go and have, dare I say this, two teeth removed. Okay. So one had one had sheared off. I don't know whether you need all this information, but one had sheared off. This was long before <laughs> lockdown, and yeah. it had a crown on it, and it fell off in lockdown. And then I couldn't be bothered to do anything about it uh, because we were in lockdown, and you know it, it was yeah. a faff. But it, I wasn't in any pain. And then another one decided it was going to chip at the side and go below the gum line. Oh. So apparently, the only thing they can do is then remove them, and then obviously replace them. Mm. Uh, so I went and had two teeth, both on the same side of my mouth. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, be fine. Absolutely yeah, I did, fine. I didn't think when you said, oh, I'm having teeth out. Can we push it back half an hour? So are you going to be able to speak? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I was I was thinking that that might add to the comedy effect. <laughs> it would have done had I've not been in so much pain. And it was like two on one side and the one at the top I thought I was really scared because because it was sheared off at the gum. I thought they were going to have to cut the gum and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, it took about two seconds for her to pop that out. Okay. I was like, wow. But the one at the bottom was, let's just say, a little bit of a bugger to get out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was like pushing and pulling and then she had to start drilling. And although, you know, I wasn't in pain in there. Um, hearing your tooth crack, (laughs) yeah, it was, um, quite (laughs) horrendous. I I said to her, what they need to have is like bring AirPods or bring anything that you can listen to music. So you're not listening to your tooth cracking. (laughs) I I think that'd be worse. Cause you know, when you you eat and you have earphones in, it feels horrible. Well, have you not not done that before? No. Give that a try. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It, you can Do you like think it'll hear, amplify it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can kind of hear all oh. the sounds of like stuff moving oh, around. Oh, well. So anyway, you know, it's like once they've started, just like carry on. You've got to yeah. finish it now. Yeah. Uh, although I was only in there twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. I was in Is there. That all? Yep. Yep. That's uh, and that included a chat beforehand, aftercare afterwards. But you felt like you was in there for a lot longer. Yeah. So I was in, I was out, job done, but my mouth was extremely numb. Oh. <laughs> and then I had, I have been on painkillers. Well, it's only the last couple of days I've stopped. Okay. But it still aches. It still aches. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. But okay. 
um, yeah. So now I just keep sucking. I feel like an old person. You know, when you keep sucking your gum through. <laughs> like, <you're> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering whether I could get a straw through. So thankfully, you can't see them from the front. So anyway, yeah, that's just a, a trauma. <laughs> but much better now thank you and i can talk good 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 <laughs> you're going to tell me what you've been up to before i ra- keep rabbiting is on. that it <laughs> not yet <laughs> <laughs> well do you want me well what else have i done then um there was a class you were going to tell me about <sighs> there was a class uh so i have started um natalie porter's new design class and mm. um, what is it well it's not a traditional kind of cake class or flower class that she's kind of renowned for really yeah it's all about color yeah and I've created a, a color wheel and it's all okay. about looking at the colors on the color wheel and looking at the complementary colors and you know the ones that clash and it's really really interesting um mm. for when you when you think about a background color of a cake doesn't have oh, to yeah. be white doesn't it have to how just much difference it makes and yeah and frame you know how that sets the scene really for the rest of the club the rest of the um like the flowers and stuff that you're going to put on do you know what's saying that there was a book by lindy smith and yep. uh, i can't remember which one it is i think it's the one i can't remember any of the names i think yes. it's the one after the green book I do do have it it, actually yeah and it's got literally the same cake or the same items with like three different color backgrounds and how different it looks yeah on every single one of those colors is incredible yeah we've only done two weeks because sadly Natalie got covid last week so so we had to cancel but if she repeats it I definitely recommend it because I think it's really really interesting and just makes you think about what you're doing like a bit of information uh, I want to say the background of what you're doing. Yeah, it you're feels a bit more just... like the art and design bit that was part of mm. um, the City and Guilds. Yeah. Because that was all like colour wheels and pattern and mm. yeah, size and all that sort of thing. And we had um, an excellent guild night last yeah. week where we invited our environmental health officer down. Oh, okay. To do a talk. And I think that there was a few people that came that don't run a business. Mm. Uh, and there was a lot of people, a lot of our members who do run a business came. Yeah. And what we did was we provided her with lots of questions beforehand. So like through okay. me. So I sent them on so they were anonymous. So if you run a business and you felt you were doing something wrong and you could ask the question. Yeah. And no one knew who it was from, but it was designed as a space, as a safe space, I suppose, if you will. So you could ask anything and, you know, you weren't going to be shunned upon if you were doing something or you felt you were doing something wrong or you wanted clarifying on something. Um, And you know what? It was really, really interesting. And everybody, everybody enjoyed the night. Um, so So she talked to us about how environmental health officers came about so it was all like okay. there was a background history um and she talks about her job and the things that she had to do to become mm. an environmental health officer so she had to go to uh, like an abattoir and you would have like pigs hanging and they had to be able to identify every part of the pig 
Mm. And what uh, could be wrong potentially with those parts of the pig yeah. what to yeah. look for does it look good fascinating yeah. absolutely fascinating yeah. as well as you know going through the general kind of hygiene and all of those kind of traceability natasha's law all of those kind of things mm. really really interesting um so that that was that was excellent and now we've passed her details on to another guild who's they've decided they're going to invite their eho down as well oh nice so that was really good Um, Were there any questions that were answered that you were like, oh, I didn't know that at all? um, Let me just have a think. There were, but can I remember what they were (laughs) now? No. (laughs) Because I know it now, Erica. I don't. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I suppose, I mean, there was, there's things like, um, and I did know this, but um, using uh, disinfectant spray, shouldn't have any sense to it yeah um little there's there was little things um but don't ask me that now i have to uh, i have to go back through my notes that i did write down mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> remember what on earth i've slept i've slept yeah. um what else do i do oh, i've lost i've lost my daughter to university did i lose her last oh. time yeah. you hadn't she was about to go she was about to go she has now gone we deposited her to winchester university uh where she seems to be having a very nice time she's just uh they had the the flat that they've got has um they they made a roast well four of them at least made a roast yesterday but yes it does look absolutely lovely down there good I don't know whether we should um, mention that we've all been in mourning as well since we <laughs> <laughs> I've been in mourning for a very long time for Her Majesty. Well and um, truly out of everyone's system. <laughs> I, I quite, you know, I quite like the royals, uh, but spending ten days of mourning and then a whole day where the world shuts down, or, the, or at least the UK shuts yeah. down, um, yeah. is quite a long time. But then I kind of feel that maybe that was intentional because by the time it gets to the funeral, everyone's like, yeah, I've had enough of this. Time to move on. Yeah. It, yeah. Definitely. Definite closure. Definite closure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had a few wedding consultations, done a wedding cake. And... Okay. Oh, that wedding cake was lovely. I loved it. Oh, thank you. Really oh, thanks. It was, um, it was a very much last minute one because it was a couple who came to me and their uh, cake maker had let them down because they had a guest that had an airborne nut allergy. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I spoke to my local EHO, who happened to be the same lady that came down, <laughs> <laughs> um, and asked her what the deal was with airborne nut allergy. Mm. Um, and after chatting to her, and I spoke to the bride, she's been her oldest friend for yeah. you know since school, She's never known her to have a reaction. It's there, but, you know, she's obviously survived in this world. And as long as I took all the precautions that I would ordinarily, I mean, mm. my son has a nut allergy, so I am aware of what I need to do. Yeah. Um, then there shouldn't be an issue. But she couldn't get anybody to take on her cake. No yeah, one. I bet. Um, but the thing is, people were making assumptions before they even knew about it. Mm. The majority of airborne nut allergies is when food is being cooked 
and it releases proteins into the air. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not cooking with nuts. You're not um, cooking a cake in front of her, so I'm it's not, not cooking a trick. cake in front of her. No, <laughs> no. Um, yes, I am aware there are some people that can't have nuts in front of them. Yeah, uh, my neighbours is... used to be like that. They used to yeah. have a kid at my mum dad's house who was like that. And at Christmas, they had to get together and yeah. there'd be nuts in a bowl and they'd be wheezy. Yeah. And it would, yeah, it is, it's a minority from the sound, mm. from what I understand. And it's something that is more likely to cause an irritation and, uh, you know, over and above an anaphylactic shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll yeah. be aware of it. They'll get itchy eyes and they could, you know, start getting itch, itchy throat. Mm. But it wouldn't necessarily go to anaphylaxis. So like more of a sort of hay fever type reaction. Yeah. Uh, so after doing all the research and consulting all the necessary people, um, yeah, I did her cake for her. And out of out of that, I've I've now been invited down to the gardens in Yalding to go and set up at their showcase. Oh, lovely. Which is very nice. Uh, so I uh, will go down there at the end of the month. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a lovely a cake to do. Really cake. enjoyed it. Thank you. It was... It, it was a bit of a challenge, some bits. Um, what, the, what design did it have on it? It had, so it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was uh, like a sage green bottom tier. Mm. It was a uh, sage green uh, marbled, very subtly marbled middle tier with a bit of gold on. Uh, and the top tier was gold, was painted gold. And then I dusted over it to give it a bit more shine. Mm. Um but all the fla- so the top flavor was like a really decadent chocolate cake. Um, okay. I might have to revisit whether I do a decadent chocolate cake anymore because the the cake is quite a squidgy cake. Because mm. I painted the shell of the cake when I got down there, and um, thankfully <laughs> I had the I had eucalyptus kind of flowing over the top, and yeah. I could see a crack. Uh, so okay. I think with the paint. I'd painted yeah. it, it's set. The cake being quite a squidgy one, it kind of moved slightly. Um, but you couldn't, no one else would have seen, well, didn't yeah. see the crack because of the, where the eucalyptus was. But I saw it. So that just wound me up completely. Uh, <laughs> so it had um, pale pink roses, pale ivory roses. Um, I actually, I made white stocks as well. Mm. And eucalyptus, and I think it had a little bit of uh, some rose leaves and stuff. And oh, then nice. round the back, I wanted a fox on the back to represent okay. uh, Leicester City yeah. Football Club. And Oscar wanted four-leaf clovers, which was to represent um, uh, rugby. Okay. So that was the little bit of personalisation, but I wanted to do it so that they could take the topper off and keep it. Mm. So I created all of that on a cake drum and then all they had to do was remove the bit of eucalyptus from underneath. They could slice the, the drum off and then they could keep that. So I like it when brides and grooms, when you yeah. spend so much money on things, especially like sugar flowers. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they will keep, I like the idea of, of them being able to keep something from the day. Yeah, definitely. What um, gold did you use? I used Faye Cahill's Royal Gold. I think I've got that. It's nice yeah. and shiny, isn't it? It's lovely and shiny. Nice and I've shiny. got two of her golds. Um, 
sometimes I mix them. But I can't remember what the other one's called, but it was royal gold. <laughs> it was royal gold. <laughs> I used this time. So I just go to the thing and pluck one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're both lovely. Um, but that's pretty much what I've been up to. So what have you been doing, Erica? <laughs> well, I'm going to start with my least exciting news. Well, exciting for some. We had a car <laughs> stolen on Sunday night. Oh, no. Off the driveway while we were in. <laughs> You're joking. No, it's real. Oh, my life. How on earth? Why have they got the balls to do that? Well, apparently, so we'd reported it to the police and then we found out the next day, well, we didn't find out the next day, we found out later that they got it the next day and it was in Charlton Car Pound and had been used for multiple serious crimes. No and way. that's all we know currently. It hasn't been released yet. Forensics has still got it. And it's got an acid warning label on it, so it needs contamination, decontamination before oh it can be my. released. No way. So who knows? Who knows what adventures it's been on? But it's oh had quite God. a lively little uh, week. I find it can talk. Counts. Well, indeed, might be traumatised. Oh um, so who knows quite what's happened, but it looks like it's been like stolen to order, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Rather than someone trying their luck. Um, oh, my God. So but. Would you, will you get it back in a state that it is usable? Don't know. They say it's intact, but I guess it depends how the decontamination goes as to whether we get it back or not. Because if they can't decontaminate it completely, then it's not going to get given back. Oh my, (laughs) do you go to your insurance? Oh, hi. (laughs) Well, yes, we've got a courtesy car because obviously initially it was stolen and then they sat there like, well, this kind of, this complicates things slightly. So, uh, yeah, we've got oh. a courtesy car currently. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been out for a meal with my family, very nice meal actually, with my family. Oh, nice. To a place called Indian Essence in Petswood. Oh. It's, is it Atul Kocha? I think he's a famous Indian chef. We went there. It's 50 years, oh, it was 50 years since my dad moved to the UK. So he wanted to do something to celebrate. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a nice way to go and celebrate. Yeah, it was it was a really nice meal actually, really good. Um, and I have done a lot of cake type stuff. So my niece had her sixteenth birthday, and I did a cake for her. She wanted, I thought it was very old fashioned, but I guess it's come back round again. Um, a buttercream sort of pipe, you know, like the eighties wedding cakes of all like the flouncy, ruffly bits. Yeah. Yeah, like that. It's like, hmm, okay, whatever. Uh, that's what you want. That's what you can have. Um, <laughs> sort of pink and like a normal buttercream colour. So I guess cream, but you don't actually colour it with anything. It's just yeah. buttercream. Um, yeah, with like a star tube, piping little snail trails with a star tube and excellent that sort of thing. Um, I quite actually, I quite enjoyed doing the piping. I was going to say, even if I didn't yeah. quite enjoy the end result as yeah. much as you know, I, I like doing that sort of piping. I don't necessarily like how it looks. Yeah. Um, I have done a one-to-one class. So I've got one-to-one classes once a month with one of the ladies from my sugar craft group from our guild who wanted oh, to do cool. classes with me. So I'm doing like an hour or two hours once a month with her. Excellent. Um, we did sharp edges this time in a handbag. A very quick handbag cake. Yeah. Uh, I think next time she's having a go at some of the portrait biscuits. There's a whole list of things that she wants to learn, so we're just going to pick off of them. I'll work and through them, them, yeah. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. 
Um, I did a demo for Thorock branch of the BSG. I did my faux food. Yes, I did, I did see that. Very good. A workshop for London Southwest, which was wax paper, which was the week after that. And then I had a minor panic because I think it was Windsor. I saw on Facebook they'd mentioned my name and they got a picture. I was like, oh my god, I forgot a demo. Oh my god, I meant to be <laughs> no. I'd been there the month before and they were doing a workshop based on my demo. You know, you have that oh. moment of sheer panic. I was like, shit, this is tomorrow. Where are to be? Yes. They were doing no, it without cool. me, so it was all completely fine. I had not forgotten to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> so, I've had, yeah, I've had those two demos. And then we had our brunch meeting on Saturday and we did Buttercream Pumpkins. And that was fun. They, they look good. Well, actually. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow I am demoing at Newbury. I am doing a witch model for them, which is what they requested. Because I don't normally do modelling, but I can do modelling. I just don't demo it. Okay. Ooh. Um, and Does that mean you've friend... had to make one though, Erica, before you go? Yeah, I have. I yeah. have, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. So I'm going to do kind of a bit of modelling, but I'm also going to talk about like different skin tones and that sort of thing. And Yeah. How to age people for, with different skin tones because they don't all age the same and uh-huh. how to mix up the different colours, that sort of thing, undertones. Oh, that, nice. All that jazz. So if, even if you're not into modelling witches necessarily, there might be something interesting <laughs> in it for you. Is your witch not just going to be green? <laughs> no. No, do you know what? I didn't want to do that because I was like, actually, I think it's a bit of a, a patriarchy thing with the witches because actually there are women that are witches and paganism was the religion in this country for however long and we burned women for being witches for having an opinion or for having some kind of disfigurement or for being ugly or you know whatever it was yep so i'd rather not do a witch that kind of plays into all those stereotypes i said i've gone for a more realistic witch i did look into all the pagan stuff and one of my friends is pagan yeah but i think to be quite honest, a lot of the stuff is too mundane to look good. Like cauldrons are essentially nice bowls. Um, yes. No one wants to make a woman with a bowl. Like that's not <laughs> that's not really what you're after. Um, are you making a witch sewing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little a needle witch, craft. A witch at the bake-off. Um, so <laughs> what I've done is I've gone for like a cross of Professor McGonagall slash me as a teenager dressing up as one of the girls from the craft. So okay, more yeah. like I thought I'll go down the more realistic witch yep. route and all I could think of that people might know of would be um the craft, Hocus Pocus and um Harry Potter. Potter and Harry the Potter. various the yes. various witches in Harry Potter. Yes. So I was like, actually the craft was a big thing for me when I was a teenager. I really liked that film. Yeah. Um so I kind of went down similar those sort of lines. Oh, very good. Oh, I look forward to seeing it then. I mean, it's basically a woman in a witch outfit, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Knitting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sitting with a cup of tea watching Tully. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Reading spells out of a book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, And I've had a very very lovely couple of days as well, actually, um, with my friend Sarah, who does listen sometimes, but she is over from Australia, so... Oh, I cool. Got to spend Very a nice. Full day with her and her partner and her little baby. Um, we went to the science museum and then Ooh, spent nice. the evening back at the place that they're staying at. So it's been very, very nice to actually catch up and see her in person because I've not seen her for about 
five, six years, I think. Oh, that's nice. And then before that was when we went to visit her in, when they lived in China. And so, okay. yeah, it's been a long time since we've had her. I hope she bought some winter, winter woolies with her then from Australia. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> was you in a T-shirt going, <laughs> <laughs> No, do you know what? It has actually got a bit chilly, hasn't it? It has got a bit chilly, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, hi to Sarah because I know she does listen now and then. Oh. Um, yeah. So, what... What have you got that's new? Um, oh, well, that's a very good question. Let me flip my piece of paper over. Okay. <laughs> so I've got some sweet sticks have bought out some, dare I say the word, Christmas stencils. I think you can. I think it's about time to start oh, work on Christmas stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> so they've got a bundle of 12 stencils for £71, which sounds quite a lot, but... There are 12. They would Mm. be £7 each. The inside design. So they've got two measurements. They've got an outside design, which is 140 millimetres by 140. But the design that you're actually concerned about would be the inside, which would be 120 by 120 mils. Okay, so Um, that's a little bit smaller than a small ruler, because a small ruler is 6 inches or 15 centimetres. But it's still a reasonable size, isn't it? Yeah. Still reasonable. That's bigger than Um, I imagined it to be, actually. Yeah, yeah. So you can buy them individually for £7 each, uh, because I'm not sure I would necessarily want all of these, but I will quickly tell you there is a candy cane, jolly trees, a gingerbread, ball balls, jolly presents, happy holiday, festive rainbows, reindeer, ugly sweater. Love that title. (laughs) Ugly sweater. (laughs) They're not ugly. Um, Leaf pine and Merry Christmas. Okay. So it's quite a range, but if you think you're going to use them all, excellent. Um, If not, you can go through and you can pick uh, the odd one that you want. Hmm. Uh, so they look quite good. There's a lot of um, little video clips on Instagram at the moment if you go through their stuff. Um, so yeah, you can use those cut cut discs out and plonk them on uh, cupcakes, or you could just do something slightly more interesting and put them on a big cake if you so wish to wish to. So yeah, they're quite yeah. good. Um, and then I have Evil Cake Genius, um, who I'm not. I think these are new-ish. I wouldn't say they were new this month, but mm. they have uh, bought out icing sheets. Yes. Actually, I quite like the icing sheets that they've yeah, got. Yeah, well, I really do. I think they've got some really nice designs. They have. Uh, like, there's a there's a wonderful one of uh, a map um, that they've got. Mm. Uh, I really like them. Uh, unfortunately, they're in America, which is a bit of a bummer for us, but hey-ho. Uh, so they range for um, international. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, and they last quite well, don't they? Um, mm. Edible uh, prints. So, what are they seven ninety nine dollars? This is seven ninety nine to eight forty nine. It would appear, um, okay. but they do have some, and they've. Oh, do you know what? They've got some <clears throat> wicked floral designs. Um, I'm just about to do. A wedding cake which has got a floral wrap going mm. around it and one of these I think would have worked perfectly mm. um, I'm not sure the size so they measure eight and a quarter inches by 11 and three quarter inches so possibly not big enough I wanted something that was like a three size oh yeah but 
absolutely they're beautiful beautiful yeah. designs I've seen some really lovely ballerina ones they've done before and it's like the back of a ballerina so you can make the skirt and make the skirt sort of yes. 3D yeah. yeah they're cool aren't they they have mm. a lot of um I've got ones that are hedgehogs and things as well yeah so they've kind of they have gone a little bit different to your usual yeah, I feel like sheets. you say they're more, these are more for like a cake wrap that you then decorate yes. rather than the old square cake with an edible image mm-hmm. on the top. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but they have got those, uh, they do um, like a sheet where they've shown you they've cut it into tiles. Mm. It's like the Spanish tile cakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, they were, that would that would be easy, a quick way of doing it, wouldn't it, than actually having mm. to stencil and cut out and... Oh, God, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, I quite like those. Uh, they've got mm. a new autumn range as well, although I'm not quite sure where, whether those um, floral patterns are the autumn range. You have to kind of flick through. Oh, okay, yeah. so they've got new. If you scroll down, <clears throat> they've got new by the side of things that they've just launched. So they've got roses and ravens. Um Pressed, unpressed flower arrangement. I think that's quite interesting, isn't it? Mm. So if you can't, you don't want to use pressed flowers, edible flowers, just get yourself a cake wrap, shove it on. Yeah. So, yeah, that would reduce the cost somewhat unless you're... We need someone over here that's going to do this kind of stuff or unless there is someone over here and we don't know about them, in which case let <laughs> yes. us know and then, yes. we can, then we can shout out about you. Because <laughs> that would be really Indeed. good. Um, yeah. So what have you got, Erica? Uh, so Christina Georgiou of Tasteful Cakes has brought out a set of double-ended sugarcraft tools. This is in collaboration with FMM. Um, is it FMM that make the yellow and white tools? Yes. That's no, PME, isn't it? No. Oh, sorry, yellow and white. Yeah, no, FMM are cream. Okay. Um, so these are, I believe they were plastic ones. They're double-ended, but they are seamless. So you don't have any sort of bits no, no damage is there, work. yeah. No, uh, and they're really nice bright colours. So it's a set of five. There's a coral, a pink, a peach, a uh, light green and a quite a bright blue. You've got a small ball, small ball and ridged cone. You've got a small and large bone. I can't speak. I'll start again. <laughs> a small and large bone tool, a small ball and ridged cone, a scriber and a knife, a medium and large ball and a veining and a dressing tool. So all for modelling. She mostly does modelling of people or quite modern sugar flowers. So that's what these are designed for. And it looks like you can only buy them in a set. Uh, it says double-ended sugar craft tools includes a free in-depth tutorial and it's £14. So that's quite good. I think that's really good. Do you know what? I think that there's so many um, sugar craft tools and stuff out there now, good quality ones, mm. that there really is no excuse to buy cheap fake stuff from china no there's not sorry not, don't. and they don't last as well no. at all do they it's no. not um it's not worth your money no um we have got karen davis has brought out a mr and mrs claus mold so this is 17 pounds 99 make gorgeous cakes cookies and cupcakes with this christmas or this christmas with our easy to use mold um it's got the Faces of Mr. and Mrs. Christmas and a few little accessories like crackers, Christmas trees, bows, looks like a butterfly and something else. Um, so yeah, same as all of their moulds. You can either use them to bake in or you can use them as a top of cupcakes or you can use them for something to put on the side of the cake. 
So they are very festive. Uh, the size-wise, they are basically the size of the top of a cupcake. Um, Did you say how much they were? Or am I just... seventeen ninety-nine? Okay. Yeah, it's about the normal price. Yeah. Um, Culpit, so they have got two things that we are going to mention. Um, they've made their colours E1713. And they've also brought out some biodegradable slash compostable cake cards, which I think mm. is very interesting. Um, I've not really seen... Well, I checked when we got the email through. So we got the email through from them on the 15th of September. Yeah. And I've not really seen anyone else advertising them yet, but I guess they will be stopped. It says, these plain white cake cards can be considered an eco-friendly alternative to just... I can't speak today. To some traditional cake cards, as they are both recyclable and compostable, unlike a foil card. You can also combine with a cake drum if you prefer a white top. Packaged in bulk, they remain good value, not intended for reuse, so the biodegradable material is great for daily disposables. Uh, they come in 8, 10 and 12 inch, so the top is white and the underside is normal cake card, card colour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can get them in packs of 100, and it's 8, 10, and 12 inch. And I think it's about time someone created compostable cake cards because yeah. the lack of, or the foil on cake cards and cake drums means that they can't be recycled. Yeah. And particularly cake drums, the glue that they use means they, they're not recycled either. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite excited that someone's actually done this. Comp actually seemed to be quite good for creating that sort of thing because they did the biodegradable piping bags, well. didn't they? they- was it plant-based piping bag, something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad someone's doing that. Um, oh, didn't it make you feel good after we were talking mm. ages and ages ago about companies doing recyclable, yeah. biodegradable stuff? I think yeah. maybe in a year we need to revisit that and see see where we're at because there yeah. seems to be a few new things. Well, the minute culprit are going to come quite high up. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got PME have brought out Infinity Multicutters. So these are four different ones. Uh, you've got a set of small stripes and large stripes, which are basically like their strip cutters, but on a much bigger scale. And mm. a wave and a zigzag. So these are, I imagine it to be like, you know, the icing scrapers, that sort of, the small icing scrapers, I imagine to be that sort of size. Yeah. Um, they're a cutter that will cut strips, but there's no end to them. So you can kind of cut, line it up with the end, cut, line it up with the end, cut, line it up with the end, and just sort of keep going. Keep going. Um, they're six seventy nine per set, and each set you get it looks like you get two in. Um, so the wave one, there's a wave and then a sort of tighter wave pattern, but the depth is the same. It's the the frequency of the wave is more. Oh, okay. Frequent. Um, and they've shown them basically going all the way around a cake, so you can get that seamless all the way around the cake look. Yeah. Uh, so it's a set of two cutters. The dimensions are thirteen by seven centimeters or five point two by two point eight inches. You can cut two strips okay. of different width sizes. So okay. all of them are a set of two for that price. I don't think that's actually a bad price, to be honest, for two. No, it's not. For two lots of cutters. Um, I'm not sure I would buy either of them, but that's certainly not the strip ones. I don't think there's a lot you can do with them that you can't do with a ruler, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> or strip cutters that are already out there. Yeah, I, I think the wave ones are different. Yeah. The waves and zigzags, definitely, because mm. to try and cut zigzags or waves evenly, my God, you'd be there forever. Yeah. So 
that is a lot of an easier way to do it. Yeah, um, I would personally with the uh, with the straight ones, I would personally rather use the ribbon cutter and just yeah, do a straight run down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got them. They're nice. They're a nice blue color as well. Quite like them. <laughs> color appealing. Easily please, yes. <laughs> and we've also got a new book by De La Creme Studios. So I was going to say, we new... haven't got a new book, Erica. <laughs> yeah, we've got a brand new book. There is a new book by De La Creme Creative Studio. Um, the author is Heidi Moore Holman, and she is a British native, but I believe lives in the USA currently. And her book is called The Art of Modern Cake. Mm. It looks, looks, looks nice. very nice. Mm. Yeah, it's Front a seven to a world. Yeah, seven to a world where sugar blossoms and leaves are sweet. Master the magical art of sugar florals and botanicals as you are guided on a journey by Heidi Moore Holman, cake designer turned cake or a designer turned cake artist. Through beautifully photographed step by step instructions, they really are beautifully photographed. Mm. Um, you're led through a garden of cake projects. Mm-hmm. Featuring modern textures such as origami, geometric curves, concrete, watercolour painting, crystal trails and more. Over 35 sugar flower and botanical tutorials for blooms and foliage such as peonies, oversized roses, poppies, eucalyptus, dried leaves, wheat, cotton silk, cotton stalks, sorry, pomela berries and more. Mm. Looks very interesting, doesn't it? It is. It's um, not released yet, is it? No, it comes out on the 11th of October. You can pre-order on Amazon. The Kindle copy is $9.99. Um, hard copy will obviously be considerably more. Yes. But it's it nothing looks... like a hard copy, though, of a nice book like that, I'm afraid. No, I know. Yeah. But I think her work is really lovely, so uh, that could be a book for you if you're into making... I, get... I think she's quite wedding cakey, isn't she? Mm. Looks beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very very beautiful. Very yes, much I'd like to see the inside. Well. Sometimes Amazon do like a little uh, flip through. Oh, the look inside a bit. Yeah, I think yeah. they only tend to do that once it's been released. So maybe you wouldn't get oh. that on the pre order. I feel like you would get that after Might get the release it. date. Okay, go back yeah. and have a look after the eleventh. <laughs> yes, so it looks good. Cool. Mm. Mm. Shall right we uh, move on to our main topic? Shall we? Go on then. Yeah. You you kick us you kick us off. Okay, so this month we're talking about supporting your community and we thought this might be um, timely because there's a lot of people in need of support at the minute and maybe you're one of them or maybe you're in a position to to give support. It's, it's tough times at the minute. Mm. We found a few um, sort of charities or initiatives really and we just sort of wanted to talk about how ways that you can, yeah, what you can help do. make your business, yeah, help your community. Um, I know that both are branches of our guild do cakes for the food bank or for, yeah. for charity over Christmas and I know a lot of cake clubs do the same sort of thing mm. um who do you give yours to we gave ours to age concern last okay la- the last couple of years yeah yeah we were what? considering we were considering doing um cakes for the homeless um, oh okay but we, we there's a toss-up the problem is is that not everybody likes fruitcake. And yeah. it's very hard. Not everybody likes homeless people. <laughs> That's true. But we were, our biggest problem was if you're going to do, if you're going to do sponge cakes, which is fine, but mm. not everybody They've has got, got time quite in, the run, yeah, in the run up to Christmas to be able to do Christmas and distribute them. 
Yeah. Um, so fruit. So doing something like that at Christmas is perfect for mm. you know fruit cakes because you can do them ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you give yours to? So last year they went to the food bank. So most yeah. food banks in the UK are run by the Tussle Trust. Yeah. Um. So you probably need to get in touch with your local one to before you make stuff to make sure that they're happy to accept what you're offering. Um. Because depending on what storage space they've got, you know, things can't be piled on top of cakes. So yeah, it, it might be a case of, oh, we need them on this particular date because of the date we're doing our Christmas packages or whatever. Um, but there's also a lot of sort of independent food banks. So a lot of um, churches, I know the Salvation Army where we, so we were meeting in the Salvation Army until a few months ago mm-hmm. and they've got a food bank which is not a referral one so the tussle trust you need to be referred by um either the council or a school or your gp or there'll be someone in some sort of official capacity that will refer you onto the food bank so you can then get food yeah, yeah, yeah. um the ones the salvation army ran i think are more of a walk-in sort of thing so if you need food you just turn up and you can take what you need um So we're going to give ours this time to the Salvation Army because they were so lovely to us and so welcoming. They do so much for looking after people in their community that we're going to make our Christmas cakes and give them to them. And I think they normally do, and I think a lot of um, community groups do, a sort of Christmas meal for people who've got nowhere to go on Christmas Day or, you know, haven't got anywhere to live so or haven't got anywhere to cook. Mm. Um, so you could always consider giving it to something like that. So like you said, a homeless charity or something yeah, along those lines. I think the the problem that we, I don't think we're going to do it this year. Um, I think that, and the reason is that there's, there was a change of hands, uh, <clears throat> age concern. And mm. we really, it was really hard with the new management. Okay. Um, you would think that it would be really easy to help and donate, mm. uh, but it wasn't. Communication was really bad, and okay. there was a lot of misunderstanding. Um, plus, what we tried to do, and I don't know how you guys do it, it'd be interesting to see, we mm. decided that we didn't want our members to have to, because fruitcakes are quite expensive to to put together. To Yeah, to make. yeah. And we didn't want our members to be out of pocket. Mm. So they're doing it for the love of. Yeah. Uh, so we had got together with our local Waitrose and Morrisons. Yeah. Both of whom had donated. Um, we, we, we put a wish list together of what we'd like. Oh, okay. And between the two of them, they donated pretty much all of the ingredients from fondant to fruit to booze um, all the way through which was really lovely. But again, yeah. because it's only like one or two people doing all the work, yeah. that was really hard to coordinate. And then once you've <laughs> once you've got all the stuff, you've then got to distribute it. Okay. And then obviously someone's got to have all the cakes coming back to them because then they've got to get to age concern. And it was a huge task last year. So do you year. all do it in your free time then? Yes, so we do it as a branch meeting. So our next meeting in November, we'll be doing Christmas cakes for charity. So right. we buy the mini fruit cakes. Normally we do it in December, but we've got a demo in December this time. Okay. Had it been in December, we'd have bought at the NEC, Sweet Success always do their little mini four inch fruit cakes on offer. 
Okay. You can get a pack of five of them. I think they're normally about £12. And I want to say they're, I, I couldn't tell you what the price will be this year because obviously things have gone up. But I want to mm-hmm. say in the past, I think we've got them for about £6 a pack. Okay. So I think we're going to end up paying the full price for them this year because we need them. Yeah. Our meeting is the weekend of the NEC. So we can't leave it till the day before and then risk there not being any. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have to pay the full price. But even still, like £12 for five is not horrendous. So who pays for them? The branch. So instead of paying for a demonstrator, we buy the fruitcakes. So we'll be buying X amount of fruitcakes. We've got boards. We'll have boxes. We'll provide the sugar paste. We won't do marzipan. And people will decorate them at the meeting. So everyone just brings whatever they want to do decorating with. And then we decorate them at the meeting. And then whoever's taking them away takes them away from the meeting. Okay. Okay. So well, we do okay. it that way. That's probably and a then I think because because we know that we're doing it throughout the year. If people have got stuff that they want, you can kind of collect stuff through the year and a lot of stuff you can reuse. Like if you get some given some Christmassy cutters at some point, we're like, oh, we'll put them by for when we do our Christmas cakes and oh, that sort of thing. Um, I know we've picked up some sugar paste from, you know, when you do shows and they have stuff that's on offer yeah. that's got a short date on it. Or yeah. if you get, if you're a hobby craft, if you've got a hobby craft card, you get your five pound for your birthday. If there's nothing you want to buy, yeah. buy some sugar paste, we'll use that for our Christmas cakes, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. You can kind of throughout the year collect bits so you don't you could have do it. To... You could do with someone um, kind of giving you the money to buy the cakes, couldn't you really? Like a, I mean, a business or something that would donate the money to buy the yeah. cakes and the but then and again, the like, and stuff. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to be that out of pocket because, I mean, there's only... We're, I think we're budgeting for about 15 people because we normally get about 10, okay. 12 at a meeting. Okay. Um, and See, we did do 70. Yeah, so these are tiny little yeah. four-inch cakes that are about an inch or two inches, inch and a half high, two yeah, inches we high. Only did, yeah, we only did four-inch cakes. Yeah. Um, so they're quite... They don't need a lot of sugar paste. No. Um, and a lot of the time, if you've got stuff left over from one year, it can be, apart from the sugar paste, but like the boards and boxes yeah. will sort of roll forwards to the next year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to some extent, you've already got some of it. Yeah. See, we, yeah, we just end up with members who go away and bake six, for example. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I suppose that makes the collecting them harder, whereas ours are already yeah. in one place, aren't they? I know yeah. the first year we did it because we, we meet at the fire station. We yeah. did give them to the fire station the first year that we did it but it's actually we'd just rather donate them to yeah, yeah yeah a charity yeah um so yeah i think they're going to be going to the salvation army this year so they can give them to the people in their community that need them or use them for their own sort of christmas celebrations yeah excellent community yeah okay so the the one thing that i was um thinking of uh when we we're talking about supporting other people is mm. if you yourself like your through your business when you take an order, for example, you commit to passing on, I don't know, say five pounds to a charity or to yeah. someone that you, uh, an organisation or something that you support. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot of cake makers. Actually, if you do something like that, um, you it, it helps you turn around to all the other emails that you get throughout the year saying, please, could you support this? Could you supply us with X or, you know, for okay. our fate or for yeah, our school yeah. and blah, blah. And you can turn around and say, sorry, I support this charity this year. If you would like me to support you next year, send me an email and I will consider it. Um, yeah, and that's, that's what we idea. used to do at the shop. 
we used to we used to support certain uh, charities mm. and then that would make life very easy when you when you get I mean we used to have people drop in all the time saying will you support x y and z yeah um and I do want to I want to set that up again for my business I just haven't got around to doing it and I must do it mm. so it's on my to-do list because I think it's a nice way and it also kind of shows your customers yeah kind of yeah something that you do and you support yeah um there's also so there's a few groups that I am aware of so free cakes for kids most of my branch are are involved in some way yeah um it's a national organization of volunteers and it basically provides birthday cakes for mostly children um who are unable to get one for financial reasons Mm. um there was quite a few people new at our last meeting who were explaining how it works including one of the girls that ran it and she was saying that they usually get their referrals from like a social worker or from um sometimes it might be a school or it won't generally be the parents themselves getting in touch it will be an official from some sort of I don't know authority if you know what I mean mm-hmm. um who or sometimes like the food bank or hostels or something like that who get yeah. in touch saying we've got this child and we would like this if possible they then So this is the Bromley one. They've got a WhatsApp group with all their bakers on. They put a message on their WhatsApp group and then someone says, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then they create the the cake to whatever guidelines they've been given. So sometimes they'll just say, oh, it's for a child this age. Or sometimes they'll say, oh, I don't know, they like Minecraft or they like ponies or, you know, whatever it is they're into. But you've got a pretty free reign as to what you make. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and then it's made, they don't deliver it to the child themselves so you don't get to you know there is no awkwardness in like collecting it or handing it over it gets given to a third party or delivered to a sort of a neutral location where they then pick it up from yeah um and yeah so that's something that they all do it's strictly confidential um you have to sign up to hygiene standards but all of them are volunteers and they understand like the council understand these are cakes made you're not charging any money for it. It's yeah. made in someone's household. It's stuff like, you know, don't let your cat walk across your work surface. Yeah. That sort of very, <laughs> yeah. very straightforward, like hygiene don't pick rules. pick your nose while you're making. Yeah. You don't have to have, a, you do not have to have a certified kitchen in order to be able to donate cakes. Yeah. Um, because it's not a business. But yeah, you'll usually get some kind of guideline. So I know a lot of people do that and that could be something you can, they've got some people that do it regularly and do a couple of months. You've got some people in there who do maybe one or two a year. But if you've got capacity in your business to do that, it might be something that you might want to do, Hmm. I don't know, in your quieter time of year or particularly if you've got ingredients that are going to go off or something like that. Yeah. It might be quite a nice thing to do. So that's free It gives you the feel good factor, doesn't it? That you've done mm. something nice. Yeah, exactly. And these are a lot of children who ha- aren't really going to have a very great birthday. Like if you're yeah. living in a hostel, it's not yeah. much fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So they they get a lot of a lot of quite a few referrals, and that's quite a nice way to support your community by doing something that you enjoy. Actually. Yeah. And I think a lot of them enjoy the fact that you've got complete free reign over the design. There's no one turning up with a picture going, "Make yes. me exactly this." No, yeah. No <laughs> one's going to come back of, and complain. Yeah, you put that in the wrong exactly, place. Exactly. Exactly. And you can try out techniques that you've wanted to try out. You can go, you know, as wild and spectacular, or you know, smaller and pared back as you want. It's just. So, Erica, if anyone wanted to get involved in that, what would you 
how would you find out? So there's a website called Free Cakes for Kids org.uk right uh, for for rather than the number four and on there there's a bit that says find a group so you can put in your postcode and it will show you your local group or if there's no groups in your local area you can set one up if okay. you fancy in the organizer for that um so there's ones of them up and down the uk there's also cake initiative which i know uh, lissy lou are involved in Mm -hmm. um cake initiative is a similar thing it says every child deserves a birthday cake we're a community of voluntary bakers that share a passion for helping financially struggling families by providing a birthday cake for their child free of charge uh, lovingly made and handed over in a public place to ensure the safety of both parties um so that's a similar sort of thing where the company would get or whoever's leading that group would get approached by someone saying we need a cake for this child and then they put it out to their bakers and someone would pick it up and say yeah I'll do this one um I know Lissy Lure involved so they donate toppers via this okay um so you can request a topper from Lizzie if you're doing a bake for cake initiative you can request a, via them a topper from Lizzie Lou who will provide it free of charge Oh, that's nice. Which I think it's very nice, yeah. yeah. Um, they're partnered with Make-A-Wish Foundation, Kindness Refugees, 52 Lives, Bernardo's, Black Country Women's Aid, the Tussle Trust Food Banks, Batten Disease Association, the Little Edie Foundation. So a variety of places that they can get referrals from. And again, they've got groups up and down the country. Excellent. The, um, yeah. I think I, I forgot if it was this. I was looking at the names of the groups, and some of them are incredibly specific, like towns, and some of them are entire counties. I'm like, this is a very. There's a group <laughs> called London, and there's a group called Kent, and then there's a like, yeah. Okay. There's there's, there's yeah. London, Kent, Surrey Keys. How does Surrey Keys differ to London? Like it's it's a very specific place in London. That is very specific, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. A bit weird. So okay. Um, yeah, some of them are very generic. Some of them are very specific. It's um. I guess it depends where you are. So that is cakeinitiative.org.uk. So that does a very similar thing as well. Um, you've also got Gift of a Wedding. Have you heard of these? No, I haven't. I have gifted a wedding cake before, but I haven't. Have you? Yes, I have. How did that come about? Um, that came about through... Um, a lady that I know that I work with at the council mm. and it was actually it was a friend of hers um, and she was getting married and they just found out that her partner had cancer mm. and didn't have huge amount of time left yeah and they were trying to they were trying to arrange a wedding very very quickly uh, for them so I offered. Ah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's how that nice. came about. Well, um, this is basically a charity that they could have used, and it's called giftofawedding.org. Um, yeah, just .org. And or, the, or they just came based. to me. <laughs> yeah, or, they, or you could approach your local cake maker. Yeah. I guess if you go through a charity like this, you know that no one's trying to scam you. That is um, true. Just get a free it just happened cake. that I knew who I was dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it says professionals from the wedding, medical and charity sectors have come together to create a distinctive non-profit organisation whose objective is to give people battling a terminal or life-shortening illness a choice. Um, 
just imagine the financial time constraints placed on the person who is terminally ill. How would you cope? Um, you can donate a dress. You can apply for a wedding. You can donate a service. Um, so it basically provides the entire wedding for a couple that basically haven't got a lot of time to arrange one or haven't got the energy to arrange one mm-hmm. because of you know a serious illness. Um Quite simply, our charity is about bringing joy, love and happiness to those with a terminal or life-shortening illness. We do that by gifting wedding services and vow renewals to people regardless of age, race, religion, gender or sexual orientation with the help of the generous UK wedding industry and hospitality industry and gifting volunteers all around the UK. Mm-hmm. So you could volunteer to make a wedding cake or something like that. But also, if you've got a... Um, if Say you've been to a class or you've made some sugar flowers or... You've been to a class, you've made a beautiful dummy wedding cake, but you don't really want to keep it. You could also donate something like that, because particularly if someone's having a wedding that they haven't got an awful lot of people coming to, they don't, you know, they could have a massive, great, beautiful, amazing looking wedding cake, but might only have like 10 people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might only want a dummy. So if you've got that sort of thing that you want to get rid of, you could donate that and then it's going to someone who's actually going to enjoy it rather than just going in the bin. Yeah. Oh, wow. As well as like obviously committing to make an entire wedding cake, if that's you, if that's yeah, what you yeah, want to yeah. do, you could do that. But um, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've just found their website actually. I yeah, I actually heard of them before, believe it or not. No, they came up in. Um, it was like a face. It was on the British Sugarcraft Guild. Someone had asked a question about what can I do with my old sugar flowers and my old class pieces that are a bit too good. They're still, they're good, but I don't really want them anymore. Yeah. Is there anywhere I can give them? And someone came up with this. I was like, oh, actually, that's a really good idea because sugar yes. flowers are a very weddingy thing. Yes. So if you've got some that are in really good condition and, or if you know, if you've just made them and you know you don't want to keep them, but yeah. they're good, you could donate them to someone like this and then someone can, you know, potentially have them as part of, I yeah. don't know, decoration on their tables or on the cake itself or all sorts yeah. of things. That's a good idea. Excellent. Hmm. Yeah. Like that. So... A way you can help, but aren't necessarily creating anything new if you don't have the time or the yeah. funds to do it. You can donate some of your stuff that already exists. Um, I guess as well, maybe, if you are a wedding cake and you've got dummy cakes, you could potentially loan them to them for these sort of things, couldn't you? You could do, yes. Rather yeah. than just sitting in your cupboard all the time, do you know what I mean? Gathering dust. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, no one cuts a dummy cake, do they? It's just going to go on a table to look pretty and then have some yeah. photos. and. Yeah, that, I suppose. So. Do Does this all go through a third party as well? Do we know? Um, I believe the organisation puts together all the volunteers to make the day happen. Okay. I would imagine, as it's a wedding, you are going to have to do some sort of setting up. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's the kind of thing that they they take off everyone because obviously yeah. you're going to have like florists, you're going to have venues donating their venues. Yeah. You're going to have all those sorts of things. So yeah. I don't know whether you would actually meet the couple. I doubt that would happen, but you would, I would It doesn't happen that much when you do a wedding. No, sorry. that's what I mean. You certainly have to go to the venue to set up your part of it. Yeah. I mean, if you were the makeup artist, clearly you're going to meet the person that you're doing or, you know, if you're doing hair, you're going to meet them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For cake, I think less so. I don't know if they give you requirements. I get the impression that this is generally such short notice. It's like, we'll have whatever you give him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, it does kind of say that if you say, if you say yes to any of the questions, there's like a list of questions. Um, yeah. And if you say yes to any of them, they can't help you. So and one of them is, are you going to, uh, oh, what was it? Something about having your wedding within three months. 
Yeah. So essentially, if you have your wedding, if your wedding is going to be within three months, then they can help you. Yeah. That's what I get the impression of. So they're kind of yeah. quick, quick wedding turnarounds yeah. um, to help people. And if you're longer term than that, then you don't fulfill their requirement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's quite nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, there's a, I think it's a US version of Free Cakes for Kids yeah. and Cake Initiative called Icing Smiles. Yeah. So I've that's icingsmiles.org yeah. and their tagline is Bake a Difference. Um, they do a similar sort of thing. So they give birthday cakes to family to mm. families where the child is battling an illness, um, provides a temporary escape from worry and creates a positive memory during a difficult time. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I'd imagine that works in a very similar way. Um, again, local groups. So if you want to get in touch with Icing Smiles, you can get in touch with them via their website and sign up to become one of their cake makers. I think with all of these, the key thing is by signing up, you're not signing up to say, I'm going to make something tomorrow. Yeah. Requests are going to come in and then you pick and choose which ones you respond to. Yeah. So if you're having a really busy time or a really tough time, you don't have to do it right now. It could be something that you do in the future, but by signing up, you're getting the the notifications when things are needed. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if you just put in, if you put into good, if you wanted to do something, um, you can actually just put into Mr. Google how to help communities I think I've just put in how to help communities with baking. And there mm. are, you know, if you if you don't want to be cake related necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But there are lots and lots of sites out there how to, you know, how how to help people. Mm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I remember a while ago on um, Susie Witt's podcast when that was going. Yeah. She was talking about putting up prices and people having a real difficulty with putting up prices going I know my clients can't I know some of my clients can't afford if I put up my prices anymore yeah but I'm not earning enough money so what do I do yeah and um her advice was to put up your prices to whatever level you need to don't worry about the people that can't afford it because they are no longer your ideal client yeah put up your prices to a point to which you can afford to maintain your business you're making a profit Mm -hmm. you're paying yourself properly and then allocate depending on what your business is, either some time or some items or some slots to gifting those things to people who cannot afford to buy your services. So let's say you're a personal trainer and you put up your prices and then every three months you offer two free personal training sessions for free and you do that via, I don't know, the food bank or something and say, right, I've got these two, Mm. I'm a personal trainer, I'm offering these two things, can you refer me someone and I will train them. Yeah. For two sessions for free. Yeah. You could do a similar thing with um no, however you however you want to give away your your services, but mm. you can give away those services to people that can't afford to buy your services as often or as infrequently as you like. It might be once a year, it might be a couple of times a year. Yeah. You know, depending what it is you do. Or perhaps you've got online classes and you can't afford them and you can give them away to someone who can't afford it and give them a year's access for free or something like that yeah so don't think that you have to be cheap to help people if that makes sense Mm. you can raise your prices and then provide for someone who can't afford it at all and that's better for them because they're then not paying anything at all for it and it's Mm. better for you because you're getting enough money in to pay for what you need to pay for 
I like that. I like that yeah. idea very much. Yeah, I do. Because I feel like you definitely know that you're helping someone who needs it. Yeah. And you're also getting what you need. Um, I don't know how this works, but I also know there was someone I used to follow online who was a yoga teacher who used to teach in prisons. Okay. So I don't know whether she did it voluntarily. I think she probably initially volunteered to teach a class as a bit of a taster. And then it became a regular thing. And I think she gets paid for it now because obviously there are sort of rehabilitation and, you know, normal activities that people do with prisoners. But that could also be an option if you're teaching. Mm. You could potentially approach a either a prison or a, um, like a young offender's sort of yes. institution um, and say, this is what I do. Are you interested in having me come to teach a session? It could either be a regular thing, it could be a one-off, it could be a workshop. Mm. Um, but that sort of thing is really good for people. Like you would have obviously, you wouldn't obviously be left alone with prisoners. You'd be supervised, so there would yeah. still be prison wardens there. So yeah. it'd be a yeah. very much a safe space. But it's about people giving people a skill to yeah. give them some it's pride in back, themselves. Isn't it, to... Yeah, it is, yeah. and I think like. There's a lot of people who've ended up in prison through circumstances that are no fault of their own. Like they've yes. had no real options and mm. they've probably never really been very good at anything or been told they're very good at anything. Yes. So to make something and feel really proud of what you've made. Yeah. It's quite a, I don't know, quite a good thing for them to experience. Oh, you're giving me ideas. You're giving me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> stop now. Stop now. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Let's move, let's move on to ones to watch before I get carried away. I've got notes now everywhere. <laughs> and you look back at them like, what, what yeah. did I write prison for? What yeah. do I want to do with a prison? <laughs> yeah, stop, stop. <laughs> do you want to tell us who your one to watch is? Uh, yes. So my one to watch is Nocturne Soap. So I've gone non-sugar craft. Yes. Um, this is N-O-C... T-U-R-N dot soap, S-O-A-P. Um, and they make soap. Um, <laughs> very good based, soap. <laughs> very, very good soap. They are based in, is that the Korean flag? Well, hang on a minute. Hold I'm on. Sorry, I'm, I'm really rubbish at this. I might be able to tell you because I've, I keep doing a quiz. <laughs> See, translation. Seoul, they're in Seoul, so yeah, that is South Korea. I've got to find them again. I've cl- I've clicked on the, the the other link that's in their bio. Okay, oh, yeah, but I was just putting in Nocturne help. Soup, so don't put it. <laughs> <laughs> it says Nocturne Soap, soap maker at creative at underscore creative dot soap underscore uh, creative shop certification class Gangdonggu in Seoul. Yes. So Seoul is in. Yes. Absolutely amazing creative really amazing soaps and I think they would actually inspire your cake making in a way because a lot of there's a lot of crossover techniques so she makes bars of handmade soap and these are long bars which you then chop into little slices and she sells the little slices but they're all characters or scenes and they're incredible there's videos where she shows how she's done it so there's She's a even lot of... piped on the top of them, though, hasn't she? Mm. So yeah, there yeah. is kind of very much crossover techniques. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I'd, I'd yeah. want to give that instead of 
instead of a cake and say, yay. <laughs> Don't eat it. No. <laughs> Lather up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're absolutely incredible. So there's like beach scenes. There's one of like a diver where she's got some little fishes and someone swimming up through some rocks. Um, it kind of shows you how she sort of pours the different levels in and lets bits set and then manipulates mm. them with her various tools to like create mountains or valleys or, they're you know, amazing. buildings. And she'll make sort of shapes in like tubes or squares and then chop them and, you know, put them together. Um, there's all sorts of things. There's witches, there's bears, there's characters from Sesame Street, there's like sunsets and mountains and... Bridges. All sorts. Bridges, bridges, yeah. Yeah. She prints like on she, them. She prints she on prints them as well. Them. They're fantastic. She, yeah. She pipes on the top using piping noddles. So there's a very yeah. uh, autumny one she's done and she's put acorns and leaves on the top and piped using a like a star tube to get some sort of yeah. plant type effects. Um, there's the little lucky cats that she's done. There's all sorts of things and they're so beautiful. Honestly, they are, they are Absolutely you wouldn't gorgeous. want to use them, would you? I mean, if you're making them for yourself, you would though. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's got. They're really fun. They're really beautiful. Like I particularly like the fruit ones. There's ones of yes. um, like kiwi fruits and all that sort of thing. I really want to have a go. She's done the character from Up, the yes. man who holds the balloons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her Instagram is a lot of the finished items and um, the cutting of the soaps. So it goes from being mm. a bar and her cutting it. Her YouTube channel ha- is fantastic and basically shows the whole making of. So if you click oh, cool. on her, she's got a link tree um, link in her bio. Yeah. And if you click on, clink, clink. Click on that... <laughs> She's also got online courses, but she's also got a YouTube channel. I would recommend watching her YouTube channel before you buy anything because you can get an idea of what it is. You know what I've done? I've just clicked on it. I'm probably going to end up with a load of noise now. (laughs) Uh, The videos on YouTube are not long. They're pretty in-depth. From what I remember, they're subtitled, but I don't think it's the kind of thing where you really require any talking. You can just sort of see what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I just think the creativity and the inspiration that she's, you know, taken from to create the various scenes and like her topic ideas are just stunning. Um, yeah, I feel like something translates to cakes, but I'm not sure what, Like, I think it would be so cool if you could cut a cake down the middle and it had a scene oh, of like yes. Golden Gate Bridge or something. I mean, <laughs> not that that's, not that that's my kind of cake, but <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's something people I mean, aren't doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I suppose we're, right. we're kind of partway there, aren't we? Where people swirl and put, you know, color batter. Yeah, or like you had the layers, but this is like... it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, this is like cutting and you're cutting into a work of art. Yeah, but you could have, like, you could have a completely plain white ice cake, like a bit of a, you know, they have like the gender And everything's on the inside. Yeah, everything's on the inside. So when you cut it, you're like, oh my God, and each slice has got a little picture in it. Oh! (laughs) How cool would that be? Well, that would be really cool. When you've worked it out... (laughs) Yeah, like a super fancy Battenberg. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I look forward I to that, seeing that. <laughs> you know I'm never doing this, but some, no. someone out there, if it's your sort of thing, go for it. Yeah. Help <laughs> us out. Create it. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's really inspiring. It makes me want to make soap more than anything, to be completely honest. Yes. Um. So I will probably be giving that a go at some point. Um, 
so yeah, she's also got her online soap school, so you can sign up to her her classes and you know learn properly rather than watching a video and trying to figure it out. But yeah, it's a really really fun, nice and bright and interesting Instagram account to follow. So that is Nocturne dot soap. Perfect. I have so been following out. for a while now since you've mentioned fantastic. It. Yeah, fantastic. Who have you got, Sam? So I've got Conjurer's Kitchen. So it's C-O-N-J-U-R-E-R-S underscore kitchen. And this is Annabelle, Annabelle DeVetten. And I kind of, I want to say that she's in California, but I'm not entirely sure. Something confused me and thought maybe she's not, but everything would suggest that she's in Burbank, California. So that's what I'm yeah, going with. So. That's what I'm going with. And as we will be approaching Halloween, this kind of, this just appeals to me. It's kind of macabre, but creative. Mm. And it just looks, and it looks, she looks at anatomy in kind of an edible form. And so she's got images of ravens, raven skulls. She's got a raven man. Um, Many, many skulls she has. Yeah. Uh, there's one. Oh, she's got some <clears throat> fantastic. She's got a new additions to our chocolate bar collection that will launch next month. Framed anatomy. I mean, mm. what could you want? Just looking at them. They're really good. They're fantastic, aren't they? And it's not yeah. just an, you know, they're just, the frames are amazing. And the fact that it's all chocolate is, I, I, I find it really appealing. I do yeah, like the, this kind of stuff. The framed anatomy. There's like a brain in a in a really ornate frame, yeah. or like a heart, a, a anatomical heart in a yeah. or lungs in a, in lungs. a really ornate frame. Yeah, <laughs> fab, aren't they? But all all like gilded, so they're all sort yes. of gold, like a gilded frame, but the whole thing's gilded. They're just really, they're actually really beautiful. They, yeah, they are, and that's what she's kind of done, isn't she? She's taken kind of um, like I say the macabre and made it very artistic, very creative. And very uh, luxury, I, yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird, isn't it, to say yeah. that? But yeah, they are. Um, you can go through what she got. She's got uh, something. Oh, hang on a minute. There's an image of Krampus, which which is a horned anthro uh, anthropomorphic figure. If I've said that right, okay. <laughs> Uh, which is supposed to scare children at Christmas. Oh, okay. And it's on a plate. Um, and it's just a whole... If you actually look at the the creative artwork that there is on it, you just think it is just incredible. Um, yeah. And she's done... She's actually... She's done a cake that went to the Tower of London. Um, oh and, really? Yeah, and I recall. Hang on a minute, I'm just scouring down because there is a photo of the guy cutting the cake, and from what I recall, she saw him. He was one of the like the beef eaters that was standing by the Queen's coffin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to find. Oh it. Yes. but it was a book. It, it was ra- it, it was a raven, yeah. and then there's books. So it- it's, the sec- it's right at the top of her oh, grid. It? It's the middle picture. So the picture is of the beef eater at the it. Queen's um, lying in state. Yes. I mean, if you swipe across to a second photo, yes. that's the picture of the ravens on the book. Yes, on the book. It's fantastic. 
and it, it's so incredible. incredibly lifelike as well yeah the, the attention to detail that she has is yeah. amazing um yeah there's a weird kind of uh there's a body that she's got that's been like it's decomposed oh, yes. by the looks of it yeah with little maggots and yeah so you yeah you don't want to be necessarily eating while you it says from an event i co-hosted at the pathology museum in london yeah she is yeah i think she's drafted in quite a lot by the looks of it yeah um so she's uh i always say going if you like that kind of stuff go and check it out and if even if you don't like that kind of stuff go and check it out because the actual work is amazing it's incredible yeah and i don't think do you know i don't think it's done in a very gory way no even though the subject matter is um yeah less than gory <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it feels it feels a bit more sort of um It feels like it should be in a steampunk museum. almost. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um she said on one of these, um she recently took an anatomical wax model drawing class and realized that I much prefer sculpting them. I think it might be my favourite thing to do with food apart from eating it. Inspired by the class and a friend's knee surgery. I made this life-size mm. knee a giant chocolate truffle to serve 12 to give to their surgeon. Okay. <laughs> there is. Yeah. And do you know what that actually reminds me of? What was uh, the body works up in London? Oh, yes, I went to that. Yeah. that's Yeah, I went to that as well, um, where you had, like, the muscle and you could actually see all of the tendons and things and that's what mm. that reminds me of yeah absolutely love love yeah. her work it's fantastic yeah carry on annabelle i want to keep seeing yeah. that um, yeah and she's also got um quite a lot of stuff for glioblastoma which is a brain tumor because it looks like her husband has a brain tumor yes she's got there's a gofundme page on there perhaps give him a bit of support as well yeah right well I should say thanks for listening this month, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> and um, if and you... while you say that, I'm going to look frantically through my diary and see when the next one's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so if you like this quality podcast, please do give us a review. <laughs> yes. We've been yes. scouring and we've seen a few, but we'd like a few more if you're possibly out there and can spare us a moment. We would love it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you don't even need to write anything. Just give us give us stars. <laughs> yeah, I'd just put anything. We don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow us online at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we'll be posting pictures of things that we've mentioned this month, mm. and we'll be back on the 9th of November with a new episode. Wow! So we will speak to you then. Yeah, have a good month. Bye. Bye. <laughs>